Wizards and witches, warlocks and liches, welcome to Don't Cast, Don't Tell, an all-LGBT kids on brooms campaign where we reclaim the magical school genre from the turf that tried to monopolize it. This is the first campaign of the Bone Rollers podcast, which makes me, as the creator, the Bone Daddy. You can call me Elliot, though, because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me online at Podcaster Elliot. And I am joined today by, in alphabetical order, Fabby. Hello, Bone Daddy. Hi, what's up? Tell us who you are, where we can find you, plug your other stuff. You mean I need to know who I am to be in this? Oof, that's, you're coming in with the big questions. I mean, not existentially, but like your name would be nice. Sure. I am Fabi Garza. I am a Mexican-American podcaster, tabletop writer, working games. I do a little of everything. I am in such podcasts as Teenagers with Attitude, a uh, Power Rangers rewatch podcast, Idol and Playtest, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona inspired actual play podcast. Moon Harbor Heroes, and Otherware, uh, two really good mess podcasts. Nice. And Jordan. Hi, my name is Jordan Nguyen. I'm a Vietnamese-American, um, I guess, games everything. I GM, write, act, and play a lot. I don't really have too many places where you can find me, but big question. Are the rest of us called, like, the Bone Babies, or what, what oh, is our title? Mm. Bone well, Babes? Are we the Bone the bon- Babes? Are we the Bone Babes? I'm good with bone babes. We can't put bone babies on a shirt and sell it. So I think bone babes good. It's good. All and then right. it says get boned in the b- mm, mm. Mm, probably not, no. Unless you're into it, but mm. boning with consent. Get boned parentheses with consent. With consent. I am the youngest of the three bone babes, and I think I'll pass it on to Nikki. Speaking of the oldest of the three, the three bone Wait, babes. Wait, did we figure this out that I was the oldest? I don't know, but <laughs> Nikki's the oldest anyway. <laughs> Old energy. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, Elliot. So I'm Nikki, parentheses, I guess, the elder. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Anxious Meat Suit. And I don't really have any plugs. You'll just see my trash opinions on Twitter and occasionally hear my voice in random podcasts like this one. All right, take it away, Bone Daddy. Our story begins with a clock tower sitting over a grand city, which itself sits on a fairly large island. Around the island is a crystalline lake, blue water clear enough to see one's own reflection in. In this lake, we see the reflection of a snowy owl soaring and gliding majestically as it dips just enough to let its feathers skim along the surface of the water before catching an updraft that takes it soaring into the sky towards the shattered glass academy for magical arts. The owl gracefully glides along the wind, before slamming hard into the window of one Luna Brio, waking her with a start. Luna, what is your reaction as you wake up and realize that your alarm didn't go off and you're now very late for getting started with your morning routine? I think immediate panic on my face. I run to the restroom, very quickly grab a razor, 
make sure my face looks presentable to be around other people and that I don't hate my reflection more than usual. I look in the pile of clothes that's in my bed next to where I sleep for a clean like sports bra and a clean hoodie and some clean shorts. And I run out the door and then I come back because I forgot my stuff. Then I grab my purse and then I run back out. All right. Let's take this chance. What does Luna look like? What's her sort of general deal that mm -hmm. we see? So Luna is trans girl. She's like light brown skin. She has like curly hair that's very wild, very long. It's black. She has one streak of bleach hair that she wanted to dye blue, but she still hasn't gotten around to it. She bleached it so she could dye blue and then she hasn't had the time. She has a big hoodie on always. She has several big hoodies on. She usually wears shorts, jeans on occasion, usually shorts and boots. And yeah, she's kind of like, uh, what's it called? Like square. Yeah, she's like 5'6", she's square built, built, and she has like a little bit of sunken eyes. And I guess her whole deal is that she is what you would call a werewolf. A Louisan. She is basically a werewolf, but it's not one of those you get bitten, you get turned. And where she's from, her people, they, the seventh son tends to become a werewolf and it's always the seventh son and it happened to be her but she's like wait i'm trans i don't want this to be and like in her culture it's very significant the person who becomes the werewolf i kind of becomes like elders and leaders in in the in that society it's a it's a very male-led society and she did not want anything to do that. So she ran away from home and she went to the only place she thought she would be safe to figure stuff out. And if something happened with her werewolfness, she would have trained people around her. So she enrolled for school. As we all know, nothing bad ever happens at magic school. Nothing bad has ever happened in magic school. As Luna enters into the cafeteria to grab something probably quick to eat for breakfast, her eyes scan over the group of students and we see various students. There's like humanoid dogs and people that are apparently humans, various kinds of just like odds and ends types of characters before we finally settle on a small goblin by the name of Raleigh Redcap. Raleigh, give us a little description of who you are and what your general deal is. Alrighty. Well, as already mentioned, Raleigh is a goblin, uh, about three and a half feet tall, green skin, like just a huge like mop of like messy orange hair under what looks like a would be like a floppy red hat but also mixed with like has the trucker cap brim 
huge ears. One of them has like a few bite marks taken out of it. Huge eyes, pointed teeth, dressed in overalls and just some very nasty looking boots. And I imagine if this is the cafeteria they're sitting down, they're probably just shoveling just a large amount of like scrambled eggs in whatever else he could have gotten like from the cafeteria line, like making just a horrible mess. And his uh, two-tailed possum scooter is basically just licking off anything off the floor that gets discarded or uh, flown off his plate. As Scooter skitters to and fro underneath the table, catching scraps, we catch the sort of end of the morning announcements as headmistress Vivian Lake is wrapping them up for the morning. And we hear... As Luna enters into the cafeteria, one of the final announcements is Vivian Sung. And over the weekend, our janitorial staff believes that the mimic infestation has been taken care of. But while due to the very nature of mimics, that can't be 100% confirmed. So students are heavily recommended to, before you interact with any unfamiliar object, just give it a good swift kick before sticking your hand in it. And as we hear that, our camera falls on our final character. And Jordan, would you like to tell us a little bit about Nia. Yes. Nia, or as her full name is, Nymphiasia Poshley, but Nia is easier for pretty much everyone, is a 5'9 fish person who I would describe as a princess in shining armor or somebody who hasn't decided if she wants to be jock-like or a cheerleader yet. She's seen as having some fair bulk onto her, but the rest of her outfit is very visco prep like she just took a step out of a forever 21 she'll have a wooden sword that's on her back at all times her hair is pink and she has black and pink scales and fins coming off of her face and limbs um she looks like she's just usually having fun talking to people at all times and it's just very high energy around the rest of her scales you can see that there are scars that cover around her biceps and upper thigh as she gets into a fair number of scrapes that she's in a constant recovery mode from fights and working out. And where is she in relation to Raleigh? Is she nearby him? Is she like other side of the cafeteria? Where, what's their sort of positioning like? He is not far from him right now because usually when she sees somebody else just scarfing things down, that's usually a sign for her to do the same. She'll usually just pair it with seems to be the reasonable thing to do. And right now it's time for protein. All right. And what is Nia taking in this morning? What is her breakfast deigned to her by the cafeteria? Because the cafeteria at the Shattered Glass Academy, when I say the cafeteria, it is a capital C cafeteria. The cafeteria is a living being that you all are currently inside of. And the way it works is you receive whatever it is that you need for the meal that you're taking. 
So like if a kid wakes up nervous about a test or something, their breakfast might be something like oatmeal or something bland to settle their stomach. The cafeteria knows and the cafeteria provides. So what's Nia got on her plate this morning? Yeah, there is a plate of cauliflower, a smaller bowl of spinach, and an assorted list of like four different meats. It's usually a different combination each time. So this time it's going to be beef and then lamb and then horse and then camel. It's usually just a bunch of different meats arranged every single day. And then at the very end of it, she can have a cupcake. If she's been good, she gets a cupcake every single day. I love her. And then we cut back to Vivian, the headmistress of the school, as she introduces a new student and she says, now, everybody, I would like to have you give a very warm shattered glass welcome to our newest student. He is a transfer student from the elven lands of Ladriel, I believe. In fact, the first transfer student from those lands, the prince of those lands, by the name of Ludriel de Ladriel. And as she steps aside and does the like polite professor clap, there is a fairly slight boy that steps up to the microphone she was at. He like reaches up and fiddles with it to lower it down near his face. He's got like white blonde hair and the pointy ears that one would expect of a stereotypical fantasy elf. And he looks very unsure of himself as he speaks into the mic and just says, uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. I, well, it's a pleasure to have me here and I hope to meet all of you in turn and establish good relations between my country and your island here. And unceremoniously, he just kind of steps back from the microphone. Checking back over to Luna, what's going on with her as she takes all of this in? I think she's trying to make herself as small and inconspicuous as possible and very quietly walk up to where you get food and then try to very quietly find a place to sit, probably with the other two. All right, let's go ahead and uh, take our first roll of this game. Hell yeah. Since she is trying to avoid detection, let's go ahead and just call this a flight roll. Cool. And we'll say difficulty of four here. Oh, hell yeah. Flight is my... Worst? No, best stat. All right. On a six, I'll sort of let you narrate to me. What food is Luna picking up here? What does the cafeteria decide that she needs for her morning breakfast? I think the cafeteria kind of, she's feeling a little homesick, but homesick for the things she liked. So her plate is just a big plate of chilaquiles. It's just like egg and cheese and veggies and 
fried corn tortillas in there and maybe a side of refried beans. Uh, and she's just carving them down. Nice. And as she sits near Raleigh and Nia, is, well, I'll ask, is she sitting like right with Raleigh? Is she sitting like vaguely near him? How close is she getting here? I think, and y'all can tell me this, I think we have ended up sitting together, at least for for her, sitting together as kind of like, oh, this is like a safe place to sit with y'all. I, yeah, I'll sit with y'all every day, and it's kind of become like a routine. That works. So she kind of just sits on her normal space, a normal amount, the like a normal amount away from them that's not too away to indicate that she's not sitting with them, but it's not too close to indicate that I'm your best friend. It's just like, you know, we sit together. Yeah. Yeah, that, and it keeps you out of the splash zone, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, yeah. she gets self-conscious sometimes about how much she eats. She <laughs> requires a lot of food, and she never feels self-conscious around the other two. Yeah, there. I imagine that there is a splash zone actually between both of us. <laughs> like, between the goblin and the fish, there is this, like, weirdly gross splash zone that people have learned to, like, not mm. sit at. <laughs> I, I said, like, across from y'all, maybe? Probably smart. I think, like, as you are sitting across from them, you see something come flying through the air. Well, I'm not sure if you even really see it come flying through the air, but for sure Raleigh feels it as it hits him in the back of his head. Just out of curiosity, like how big is this thing? It's not like definitely not softball sized, but that's what my brain went to. Like about the size of a hacky sack or a beanbag. Okay. But it's not one of those. It's a small leather ball. I think the, the the little leather ball like hits like Raleigh in the back of the head just as he's like putting something in his mouth. So there's like a moment where he kind of like choking and then he just like coughs up a big wad of like scrambled eggs. It's like, what the? And goes to like pick up the little leather ball to like inspect it. As you reach down, Scooter has like clambered on top of it and is just kind of gnawing at it. With one of his, wait, he's got two tails, right? Not two heads. Two tails, yes. Not two okay. heads. Yeah, just not get it with his teeth. Hey, stop it. Give me that. He kind of like scoots Scooter away and grabs the, the ball. Go ahead and take a brains roll for me, Raleigh. Uh, let's call it a difficulty of five. That's a three. Okay. Do you want to use any adversity tokens to bump that up, or are you taking the failure? I'm going to go ahead and take it. Raleigh's not a bright goblin. All right. You do hear there's quite a bit of commotion going on in the cafeteria, especially after this elven prince was introduced as one of your classmates. I don't think you can tell, like, where this came from. But you do know that this ball is used in one of the sports at the Shattered Glass Academy. I have not come up with a name for it, but it is essentially a fantasy baseball. I think Raleigh like looks at it, like 
sniffs it, like licks it, and then kind of like puts it close to his ear to see if he can hear something. And then he just kind of shrugs and tosses it back on the ground for Scooter. Yeah, Scooter definitely starts just like batting it and then running up and then batting it back. He's having the time of his life. <laughs> Look at him go. Does anybody else have any reaction to essentially anything that's happened so far? I, I think for Neo, when Raleigh like spits out his eggs, he'll just laugh. Like, <laughs> they're even more scrambled now. Gross. Yeah, I think Luna like jumped back when that happened. And like, tr I think she like her upper body jumped back, but her arms went to protect her food to make sure nothing hit it. Probably fair. So, Raleigh, what's your sort of, like, mental state off of that? Are you trying, like, are you actually just rolling along with it? Or is this, like, you trying to pretend like you are? What's going on? I think for Raleigh, like, this is the kind of stuff that probably happens every morning. Something similar, like, paper airplanes. It's a magic school. So I think Raleigh just, seeing he didn't really have the brain power to really get more info off of what happened. He just kind of like, I mean, he just goes back to like shoveling food, like literally grabs his plate and swipes the food off one side with a hand and in, like into his mouth. It's already like forever ago for him. As you are eating Raleigh, you hear, I'm not sure what a yelp of possum pain would sound like, but you do hear that. And as you look to where Scooter was at, he has been hoisted up into the air by one of his two tails. And he is being held by a... This guy's probably about like six and a half feet tall. Essentially, he's an orc. He's got like the greenish gray skin, the big jutting tusks out from under his mouth. He does have perfectly quaffed brown hair and is wearing the equivalent of a letterman's jacket. And he says, Red Cap, your little rat here took my ball. Well, actually, uh, Scooter here is a possum. Uh, maybe you've never seen one before, which would be kind of weird. Hold on, let me just, is, and I think he goes to like kind of grab Scooter, but I think he has to stand up on the seat in order to even, I imagine, like reach up that high. The orc pulls Scooter away, like, in the way that, like, classically a bully would hold something of a target's out away from where they can reach it. Well, you never get your ball if you don't let me get a hold of Scooter. He will literally eat it if you don't, like, let me stop him now. Well, then I guess it'd be up to you to get me a new one, wouldn't it? I mean, if you really wanted it, you wouldn't have, like, thrown it at the back of my head or whatever, but... Plus, don't you, like, don't you have, like, a whole, like, room full of those things or something? It's not how, like, sports ball works. I think, like, Raleigh turns over to Nia, like, is is that how that works? Like, y'all got a whole thing of, like, room full of little leather balls or something? I, I don't know how sports works. I just learned to make our own. It's really easy. You know, I think I showed you a trick like that. It's it's like something in an animal, but except the animal isn't alive. That's usually what the sports ball is like. That's how she <laughs> thinks of it. That's how she summons. <laughs> All right, but can I have my friend back now? He's like kind of like jumping up a little, like on his tippy toes. Ah, uh, let's see. I'm gonna have you make roll here. I don't think it's necessarily like 
I'm torn between fight and flight, but I think this is actually fight here in a weird way. Yeah, because it's like very resisted. Yeah, we're going to call this a difficulty of six. <laughs> yes, fight, my best stat. I'm going to take the failure again. All right. I think as you're standing and like reaching out to grab Scooter, rather than you're reaching out to grab him, this orc steps back and like throws Scooter at you. Scooter hits you in the chest. The two of you are safe. But it is very, like, embarrassing for you and for him. And this orc takes his ball and just points his finger in your face and says, Don't let me catch your little rat here stealing from me or any of my boys. You got it? Yeah, sure. Stealing. That's what happened. I'm glad we've got an understanding here. Nia, as soon as that understanding is made, Nia's just going to get up and just, like, confront him. He's like, Hey, you, you literally passed it over. So like practically, you're just like, you know, quickly handing it over to him. It's practically his property and he gave you a gift. Be nicer. I think Luna this whole time has been holding her breath, not wanting to make a scene, not wanting to stand out here. And the moment Nia gets up, Luna just puts her hands to her face like, oh God, oh no. Here we go. The orc turns and looks at Nia and says, No, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be a pass, because if I would have passed it to him, he would have caught it instead of it hitting him in the back of his stupid little goblin head. Maybe uh, it was just a bad pass. Yeah, maybe you're just actually really bad at uh, sports ball. Well, okay, first off, stop calling it sports ball. Second off, you know I don't make bad passes. I haven't seen you make good ones. I mean, this might be your first of many bad passes to come. Oh no, is he past his prime? <laughs> I think when you do that, like, Raleigh just grins and, like, puts a hand out for a high five. <laughs> so she'll put her hand low for a high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting at the middle. As the two of you hive, or... I guess middle five, there is a voice from behind the two of you that you recognize as one of the teachers at this school. This is actually a teacher by the name of Mr. Kalen. He is a mage because I guess I should say this on air here. Within the Shattered Glass Academy and Actually, on Mirror Island, there are no actual humans. There are, like, what we would visually identify as humans, but by the ability to do magic, they are not human. They are mages. Mr. Kalen is a fairly tall mage wearing, like, a, I think, a black cloak, uh, long dark hair, and just, like, an ever grumpy expression on his face as he steps up behind the two of you and says is something going on here children i'd hate to have to break up a fight so early in the morning we we were just playing catch in appropriate place we're gonna stop yeah the mr fancy hair over there made a really bad pass hopefully his last one because it'd be real bad if the team failed because he's not very good at what he does but everything's fine Eat breakfast 
quietly. Nia, go ahead and take a charm roll for me. A uh, difficulty of six again. Okay, this is a coin flip for me and have a d10. Ah, <laughs> you do have three adversity tokens or Raleigh's been racking them up if he wants to help somehow. You know what? I will use two adversity tokens. I know I can, I can use as many as I want. I'll use two to help out here because I was part of the conversation anyways. Yeah, I think Mr. Kalen just looks at the two of you and narrows his eyes. And he very clearly doesn't believe what you say. But he just kind of shakes his head and says, All right, Tracon, don't pass butter. The three of you just don't let me hear any more of this. And he turns and walks away. And as the two of you turn back to the orc that's been bothering you, he has also left this sort of immediate vicinity. Joke's on him. I literally was watching Scooter eat like one of my dirty socks last night. So he's probably not wanting to keep that ball for very long. I mean, he clearly loves that ball, so he's made his decision. Well, I hope he's up to date on all his shots. Oh, yeah. I need to remember not to play with them. You, you, you really should get him his shots, though. Hey, everybody. It's your GM, Elliot, here. Just wanted to take a quick moment in the middle of the show to thank you all for listening. We've been hard at work on this for a long time now. And I know we're all very proud of what we're making and glad to get it out into the world and for you all to listen to it. If you like what you're hearing, please let us know on Twitter. You can find the show at Bone Rollers Pod. The rest of us, you can find our, on our own personal Twitters, which you can find links to in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to our Discord where you can talk to us about the show or come in and just hang out. Say, hey, we're trying to create a safe, inclusive place for everybody that is interested in tabletop games and just wants to have a place on the internet that is hopefully more calm and comfortable than a lot of places are. If you want to support us other than rating and reviewing and telling your friends, the other best way to do that is on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcaster Elliot. I run that for both this and my other podcast, Infinity City, which means that when you are a patron, you get access to content for both podcasts, including blooper reels and post-game chats starting at just $5 a month, bonus episodes that are coming soon starting at $10 a month, and at $15 a month, you get episodes uploaded as soon as they're edited, which means if you were a $15 a month patron, you would get the second episode of Don't Cast, Don't Tell in just a couple of days instead of having to wait two weeks. As of right now, we don't have any patrons yet, so our shout-out for this week is going to be to Neil Martin for doing our music, 
and to Lee for doing our logo. Thank you so much to both of them. Links to their stuff will be in the show notes as well. And yeah, without any further ado, let's get y'all back to that episode. Is there anything else you all want to do or say in this scene, or shall we advance to later on in the day? I think after the commotion passes and Luna finishes eating, she kind of like looks at Bobby and like, oh, why, why, why do you have to, you know, you could have just ignored him or given the ball back and then call it a day. You don't have to antagonize. That's true. And she'll sit down and like a little bit closer to Luna than before. Um, speaking of not ignoring people. So the new guy's a prince, huh? Yeah. Elf. And, and she, I don't think I've ever met an elf prince before. And she'll like sweep some hair behind her ears. Like, I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of a princess. So, you know. Are you? I'm not. But, you know, I think I have that vibe. I, yeah, you know, you do. Actually, you do. You have a royal air to you. That's really validating. Thank you. You're welcome. She laughs a little bit. <laughs> Didn't they say that like he's from like L'Oreal? So like, is that like the like the hair company? Is that why he has real nice hair? Is that like a like an? It is really thing? nice. I, anyways, I don't know. He's. I think she like glances, takes a look, and blushes a little bit, and looks down at the empty plate. He's fine, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And she's like clearly still smiling right now. Um, maybe we should show him around. Yeah. I, no, do, yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks for the idea, Luna. We really shouldn't ignore him. I, mm. All right, let's go. Do we really have the best <laughs> skill for this? No, you're gone. Okay. I can do anything. <laughs> oh, as that is shouted, I imagine over Nia's shoulder. I would like to crossfade to her approaching. He is like standing not off in a corner, but like off near one of the walls near a window talking to like a couple of students. How is Nia approaching this? What's her sort of strategy? Yeah, she is basically um going to like listen in from a distance and then see if she can like incorporate herself based off the conversation. Go ahead and take a brains roll for me. Uh, Let's call it a difficulty of, I'm going to say three. Okay, I have a D4. I think I can do that. Let's go. It exploded. So with a five, you hear the the conversation going on, and I don't want to play out a conversation between myself and another NPC, but... I'll give you sort of the gist of it is that some of the older students at this school are talking to Ludriel and telling him that there is a tradition for new students, especially those that come in in the middle of the year, as he has, to go exploring in the castle walls that sit on the grounds. And that they have to bring back something notable and interesting. 
And is this the thing that actually happens? This is not something you've ever heard of as like a legitimate thing. Uh, you do know that these, since you got the five we'll give you, these, like the castle walls are the ruins that we set up in character creation. And they are sort of spookier and rumored to be haunted as you get deeper inside of them. You've heard of it as sort of like a quasi-hazing ritual, but never as like something legitimate. Okay. I think that's when she'll step in and just look over at him. It's like, oh yeah, that place is spooky and awesome. Hi, how you doing? What's her sort of position in case she's yeah. stepping up to him? Yeah, stepping up and like on like the nearest, like by the window. So she's just gonna like rest her elbow there. She looks over at her and just like very slightly blushes and says, oh, hi, uh, you, have you been in there before? I've been near there. I, I, I've taken like a couple strolls around, just not super deep, but I hear awesome things. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if my caretakers would quite prove of me going in there like that. So I'm afraid I'm going to have to, to pass on this tradition. That is totally understandable. Don't do something that you feel like you don't want to do. Just. Yeah, if, if you need anybody to, like, show you a tour or explore it with you, hit me up. I think, like, Nia, you hear a couple of people that you sort of pushed your way through. And they're, like, very clearly chattering to themselves. And one of them does, like, that ooh noise that, like, they're very clearly calling you out on your flirting here. <laughs> and she'll, like, point back at them, like, ooh is right, I'm nailing it. Ludra laughs again. Mia can't see it, but because of, I'm, I'm going to say because of uh, Luna's good senses, she has very good senses all the time, she can hear this conversation enough that she's deeply blushing from secondhand embarrassment on the table and like covering her face with her hands. Like the hoodie is up, she's trying to become invisible. Luna, is something wrong? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Do I need to? Do I need to call the nurse? Do I need to call oh, for please help? Please don't. Please, please, no. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Please don't call anyone. Well, but, it was nice meeting you. And as she walks back and sees Luna, is like, oh, that's a new color. I mean, just saying though, if you've like lost your appetite, I really wouldn't mind having some more eggs. And Scooter looks famished. I yeah. His old eggs were kind of not the best. I mean, here, you can have my leftover chilaquiles. And he just immediately grabs the plate and Scooter hops on the table and they're both like eating like together. That's kind of cute to see. Anyway. It weirdly is, right? How did uh, Prince Void then go? Not that I care, but like, what happened? Oh, yeah. Um, They've just been talking about like checking at the back walls in the whole castle ruins area and he turned it down sounds like he's he's got you know babysitters that don't really approve but otherwise i think we hit it off i really admire you oh thank you Sometimes. i admire you 
Do you? You're valid. I, mm, please don't tell me I'm brave. She says and like down some water. You're valid. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. So when does school start? I think like as you're saying that is, I don't know. Having a bell ring feels too mundane, but yeah, it's about that time that you all need to be getting off to class. Banshee scream that tells people to go to school. I think it's, no, because contrary to a lot of magical school stuff, this isn't like your traditional, like, old fantasy. This is very much a, like, I guess, uh, modern school i guess you'd call it so there is like a pa system that i think just like dings or has a little chime or tone or something like that hear me out here what if it's like a digitized banshee screen that they <laughs> play because they used to have a banshee screen like years and years ago but they've gone with the times now it's just an mp3 it, it's just a lot cheaper to have a recording of a banshee scream than yeah, to play an actual one. banshee. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to hire or capture one. Yeah. I'm down with that. I like it. So, yeah, I'm assuming you all are all off to class. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Yeah. If there's any food left on anyone else's plates, when if they walk away, Raleigh's going to try to like shovel it into his backpack. I, please, yeah. I, I recommend you can eat. You can eat them, just I don't think you should put refried beans in your backpack. I really don't. Ah, uh, it'll be fine. There's like a I... camel slice and a cupcake, and then she'll hand over the camel slice. Appreciate it. And he's there that he just like pulls pulls off his hat, puts it in the hat, then puts oh. <laughs> Scooter I... immediately scurries underneath your hat. I don't like you know, that. <laughs> he always does that. Uh-huh. You can feel him eating meat on top of your scalp. Does that make your hair all greasy? Or does it make it shiny? I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I mean, my hair is kind of always greasy, so I'm pretty sure it's more or less the same. Okay. It it does look shiny. Um, I'll give you credit there. It's got Thank collagen you. in it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, honestly, I it looks unnatural in a very alluring way. Kind of scary, but alluring. Oh, hush you. I really need to think about like meat-based shampoos, and she's like just like pondering on that as she's like eating her cupcake for class. Oh, you could, oh, you could you could ask the prince, the prince maybe like like L'Oreal makes meat shampoos. Ah, that that's an elven thing, right? I I think elves usually are more like plant-based. Okay, I'll... At, at least based on my history classes. Speaking of classes, what classes are you three off to? As your first class of the morning. Are we going to the same class, different class? What are we doing here? I will leave that up to you all. I think sharing a class sounds fun. Yeah, I usually prefer, at least when I run it, to have people share classes because having to do individual classes for each person is very painful. I wasn't necessarily going to role play out each one, but... What if it's... Because, like, the worst class to have back in the school days, and early in the morning, was always math. So mm -hmm. what if like, math or history in, <laughs> in my brain, the math of magic is always like alchemy or potions yeah, or like numerology, something that's precise, something that like you can mess up. If you mess up one number, you're wrong. So, so maybe like 
some mix of like numerology and astrology where you have to like actually like yeah. map and measure things. I think any of those alchemy, numerology, astrology, potions, anything that needs to be precise is terrible in the mornings. As the three of you are off towards that class, there is somebody that jogs up alongside you. And Nia, you would recognize him as one of the students that was talking to Ludriel earlier. He is a treant. So he's okay. like a living being made out of tree. Not unlike Groot from Marvel. And he looks over at you and just says, Nia, what was, what was up with that earlier? We were... We totally had him on the hook, and you came and ruined it for us. I don't, no, I did you? I can reintroduce you guys. I, I'm sorry about that. It's that like no, he was I mean, there. Not, and we not, like, chance, you know? not like that, but like with the the ruins, he was gonna go in there, and I mean, he's an elven prince. He's yeah, little prissy guy. He shit his britches. No, that's true. I, I, I just think, I don't know. I, I want to see him do something pretty bad if I'm going to do it first. I don't know. Just be chill. Be chill. I, I, I think you're making a lot of assumptions about elves. Why would you want him to do that anyways? That sounds awful. Yeah. Because it's like, funny. Look, you're not wrong, but like, chill a bit first. Back off. I hope I never experience this type of humor. I mean, what if, like, elf pants are really expensive, too? That's kind of mean. You know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure elves have, like, decent outdoor survival training. Like, even the prince, probably, right? I, I'd i hope so. World's pretty scary. Yeah. He just says, I mean, it's... Well, if you keep hanging out with the killjoy here, you won't have to worry about it i guess and then he just jumps off from the group of you my chest i have been wounded my pride he looks like her pride is actually wounded i'm not a killjoy right no no you're not i also thought he was talking about me oh. but no you're fine like you're okay and then she moves on. No, I'm the killjoy. I'll accept it. Like, I'll take it. No, no, you're valid. No. Yeah, no, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm owning the killjoy thing. This no, is a no, really nobody, weird conversation. Nobody here is the killjoy. We're all amazing. No, We're all valid. I want to be the killjoy. You know, that's what I aspire to. Go Why do you aspire? Room. Well, you, you go into a room. Everyone's having fun. Boom, I come in. No one's having fun. Way no. more equal now. No, 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 no. You're not the kill joy. You're like the opposite of the birth joy or whatever it is. Like, you're better than that. I think like Raleigh just is just stopped and like watching this. Just kind of like, what is the, what is this conversation? She, she walks away. I will not have 
any further conversations with you. I told you once, I'll say it again. And as Luna dramatically leaves this conversation into the classroom of your numerology class, Luna, I'm going to ask you to mm -hmm. go ahead and make a brains roll for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a difficulty of three. My brains is a 10, so it sounds, it sounds doable. That's a one. All right. You can spend adversity tokens one for one if you would like to up that, but it's also not a terrible roll to fail if you didn't yeah, want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the negative. Okay. So you notice that the teacher of this class, I think he is, he's a gnome, a sort of big bushy mustache, fairly old, like even for gnomish standards. He is like staring you down in a disapproving way as you walk into this class. And like, I don't know if, or you don't know if it's like, because you all were making a lot of noise in the hallway, whether he heard what you were talking about, but something tells you he is not happy with you right now. I think Luna is ice on the floor, face down, hoodie, let me find the seat and I'll like count in my head. I'll count cheap until the class is over. All right. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask you all, since this is the first class, what kind of students are you? And we're going to start with where in the class do you sit or at least try to sit? Since Luna walked in first, where does Luna, like, where's her target seat in this class? Corner in the back. All right. Definitely makes sense. What about Nia as she walks in after? He goes center front, not just because it's the closest, but she really does try to get by in these classes. It's just really hard. And she feels like if she's too far in the back, then she just will have even more trouble. So she tries to be in the front. And Raleigh, where's your target seat? Raleigh would probably be like second row. And if there's a window seat, definitely that. All right. Because he sat by the window, I have to ask, is, does Raleigh actually pay attention? He tries, but ultimately is easily distracted. So he'll try to focus. And then if like someone's whispering too loudly, he starts like trying to interject in their conversation. It's not great. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of commotion going on around you. Maybe not necessarily commotion so much as like conversation. You can tell that it's like one of those conversations that there's a bunch of people in on, but they're trying to keep it under wraps, if that makes sense. Yeah, he would still try to join, but it probably just ends with them ignoring him. Is he trying to eavesdrop or is he trying to get in on the conversation? Trying to get in on the conversation. Okay, how does he go about doing that? Give me a little bit more there before we have you roll. Did you see what happened at lunch? Like that, that one guy, the, the place of sports ball was his name, Trevor Tarkon, but he like threw his little leather ball at the back of my head and like, it almost like choked on my eggs and then like my, my, my possum. And then he like picks up scooter, like 
started playing with the ball and then he grabbed Scooter and he was like making these weird threats. But I'm starting to think he's not actually really good at the game because if he was trying to pass it to me, all he really did was manage hit me in the back of the head and basically that stream of consciousness. I do want to say as he picks up Scooter, he's got the camel meat, like what's left of it just hanging out of his mouth. And I'm going to have you make a charm roll for me. I'm going to say difficulty of eight because they really couldn't give a shit less about what you're saying. 17. Good God. (laughs) So Uh, charming. So yeah, as you say all that, like they, they still very much like don't pay attention to you, but that's good in its own way because you're able to listen in on their conversation. Like, they're ignoring you, but not in the get-out-of-here way. And you overhear that they are talking about some news that's happened in the city around your school. Because overnight, there was apparently somebody that was attacked. And... Everybody is sort of wondering, like, what could have happened? Who would have done it? Do you think it's someone at the school? And it's a lot of, like, rapid fire, like, kids talking over each other. And, like, one person throws out a theory and another one is like, no, shut up, that's stupid. And then they throw out a theory and just a bunch of that happening. Well, once he finishes his story, he's going to turn back and try to pay attention again. So he just tells his story over top of their conversation and then dips out? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I think about that time is when, uh, I don't know if I gave his name earlier, the gnome. He is Mr. Trofle, T-R-O-F-L-E for those playing the at-home game. He, like, slams a book down on the desk at the front of the class to get everybody's attention and the class falls quiet pretty quickly and introduces the newest member of your class who is of course Ludriel Deladriel the elven prince who walks in to the class like introduces himself pretty much the same way he did this morning, starting with, it's a pleasure to have me here. Like, introduces himself, says he wants to learn everything he can at the school. And then Nia, he takes the seat right next to you that has been open. Elbow immediately pushes out on the desk again and tries to, like, lean her head on the elbow. And go over like, hey, I recognize you. Yeah, I'd- I hope so. It was like 10 minutes ago. That makes sense. And then she'll pay attention to the board again. I think like the two of you both pay attention for the first part of class. But very soon in, you get a piece of paper that lands on your desk, like folded up and was passed there sort of surreptitiously. All right. Immediately opening. It's, this is in pretty scratchy handwriting says thanks for this morning 
you really helped me out. And then you know how you can tell if something's written later than something else? Like it looks just slightly different. Underneath of that, it says, so is that a real tradition you all have? Is that something I have to do? She is going to like start scribbling it on the side while she's attempting notes and just alternating back and forth. But it's, it's hard. Occasionally there will be like some scratching out as she'll take notes on like the wrong page or write her response on the wrong page. So it's, it's a struggle to do in the middle of class, but she's attempting. Take a brains roll for me. Difficulty of five. <sighs> I have a D4. <laughs> you got a five earlier. That is true. That's not a five. That is, in fact, a one. You write down, like, some... I don't... I'm going to be completely honest. Don't actually know a lot about what numerology is. But, like, you write down a lot of your notes on this paper that are presumably going to hand back to him. and. I think what happens is, like, as you're going to hand it back to him, you feel it grabbed out of your hand by Mr. Trophel. No, 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 And he looks at you and says, Is there something you'd like to share with the class, Miss Ashley? I was, I, I'm, I'm just taking notes here. No, thank you. There's nothing I need to share. And she's going to, like, head down for the first time. He looks down his nose at you and says, Is that someone you were passing these notes back to no, our I'm, newest student I, here? Mm -hmm. And before he's able to finish that sentence, Ludril speaks up and says, Yes, she was catching me up on what I missed. The education system in Ludril is... Uh, not quite up to snuff with what you all have going on here. And I feel like I'm a little bit behind. She was just helping me out. And, like, he is able to get the note back from Mr. Trophel, who looks at you, Nianzas. Save the tutoring for after class, please. Thank you. And she's just trying to be as quiet as you can be to just get this over with as quickly as possible. And Ludra looks over at you and gives you a sort of reassuring smile. He'll smile back and then immediately like kill the smile to look back at the board and teacher. All right. So what did Nia write of actual response to him? Or rather, what was she trying to write? She was attempting to write yeah, some kids do this to other kids just as a rite of passage. It really doesn't matter at all. I think a lot of us have never gone in and we don't really see ourselves as losers. We're all valid. But I think what ended up coming in instead is like every other sentence or every one in three sentences got in. And then it's just like astrological like symbols and formula and like star patterns or like numerical glyphs or fractals are just going in and it's just like very hard to read. All right. And then I want to check in with the other two students here. What is Luna's sort of experience in this class? Like how much does she pay attention? How much does she take notes? What's going on with her? I think she sets up a notebook and a pencil 
So it looks like she's taking notes and she's moving her hand. Um, and she takes some notes as she hears, but like sometimes she like drifts off and her hands just making scribbles. Sometimes she has like, I think she has one hand on the note on the notebook or parchment or whatever, and the other hand is like at her shin. And she's like looking at the paper, but she her face is forward enough that she could have her eyes closed and you can't see unless you get really close. And she's not full on sleeping. She's kind of just like not pay, paying a little attention. And then she she like drifts off and comes back and keeps going. So her notes will be like lecture notes, lecture notes, lecture notes, scribble, 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 goes off page, lecture notes, lecture notes, lecture notes. And then what about Raleigh? What's the rest of your class experience like? I think Raleigh's trying to follow along in the book for the lesson, but has to clean off uh, the refried beans off of his numerology book. God. Ugh. And it is just not good. Terrible. So as the class ends and the three of you are standing up and starting to leave, Luna, you are actually called out to by Mr. Troflin. He says, Luna, can I uh, speak with you privately? Uh, he, yeah. Um, yeah. She, like, grabs her purse and her books. She's holding her books in front of her chest and looking down a little bit as she goes up to where the professor is. He's sitting on, like, a very tall stool behind his desk. and. As the students filter out, he watches and makes sure that they go. Would either Nia or Raleigh try to stick behind, or do you all just, like, head out? I think um, Nia will be, like, right outside the door just to make sure she's fine. Raleigh's probably also by the door, kind of, like, peeking around the corner. Okay. I'm gonna ask each of you to make a flight roll for me. What? It's not going to be incredibly difficult. Let's say difficulty of three. Huh. Barely four. That's that's not a three. Can can you help against with ones too? Can I help with ones or you can help if you have a narrative way that you would be able to yes, help her. I do. Okay. I I think she starts noticing the movement at the door and she moves her body so that the professor has to look away from the door to look at her. Okay, I can dig that. So that'll be two adversity targets? Yes. Two. Which I believe would bring you down to just one? No, two, because I started with three and then I missed a roll. Ah, right. And the two of you, as you are outside of this door, are able to hear as Mr. Truffle looks at Luna and says, is there anything you would like to tell me or share or um, anything that is going on? No. Just going to class. Woke up a little late. My alarm went off didn't go off didn't go off my alarm didn't go off um 
I need to check that once I get back to my room and see why it didn't go off. Yeah, I was running late this morning. Are you quite sure about that? You don't have any stories or anything you'd like to... Well, you know, Miss Brio, this is a safe place for you, and we'd like to make sure that you feel able to be honest with us, and we would be honest with you in return. I I haven't done much. I ate breakfast. Um, I talked to my I talked to my friends. Um, I I'm a little a little nauseous from the potion I take. You know, talking about safe space, but that's like a side effect from it. Take it before breakfast and then like at some point in the middle of the day and then at night. Have you been keeping up with that routine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just make sure you do. There's been, well... I mean, quite the accident in the town overnight, and, well, from what I'm hearing, all the signs are that it would have been perpetrated by someone like you. Transperse? Oh. Oh, the other potion. So, with that, We hope you liked everything you heard. For the rest of the cast, I'm Elliot. This has been Don't Cast, Don't Tell, the first arc of the Bone Rollers podcast. Uh, If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Bone Rollers Pod. You can support us on Patreon. This and other podcasts are run at patreon.com slash podcaster Elliot. And until next time, remember that being queer is magical. Love y'all.